Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. This is Excess Manchester. Hello, my name is Joe. And this is the Wednesday Club. Uh, it's very simple what we do in the Wednesday Club. Sorry, I just don't turn the other guest mics on until I uh, can be bothered. I'm joined by Ian Cheeseman, who represents Manchester City. Hello, you're Ian. Right. You're right. And Steve Shanyaski, uh, who is one half of the United representation. Him and Alex Boardman switch week by week. Representing. We've got you for, we've got you for two weeks on the trot. Share a season ticket as well. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're poor comedians and we're not that funny, so we can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what can I tell you is going to happen today? We're going to be speaking about the game fixtures that have changed that inconvenience both Manchester City and Manchester United fans. Uh, not usually we have a story that links the two together but today we have you can have your rant 0345 treble one seven six two five. if this has affected you in any way uh, let us know it, we want your stories just to show that you know the, the big companies that are moving these games it does have an effect on the on the people like us 0345 treble one seven six two five. and David Beckham has created his own team into Miami oh god we here at the Wednesday Club, by the end of the show, are going to create our own Wednesday Club team. I can suggest there's going to be lots of arguments. Who will be our manager? I do not know. But you've got an hour of this, so sit back. Well, if you're in the car, just, don't know, just relax. Me, Ian and Steve for the next hour. Now, gents, let's talk about the topic that uh, we hope will get uh, you uh, thinking and maybe having your say. Uh, 0345 Drop us a text if you don't want to come on here. But do come on here, eight double seven double one. The games that have been changed uh, for uh, the TV, the big old TV. But it, it doesn't start that way, I, I guess, does it, Ian? No. It starts with the City Spurs situation. Then the TV companies come in and have their say, which disrupts the Manchester United and Everton situation. Shall I explain it. Yeah, explain Please. it. Take right. Because Steve will obviously need this explaining to him because he's a United fan, right? Um, anyway, I breathe through my mouth basically. <laughs> is that what you say? <laughs> 
basically, Spurs <laughs> against City should have been played uh, over a particular weekend, and that should have been at Spurs' new ground. Spurs' new ground isn't going to be ready in time, so the uh, default uh, reserve stadium is Wembley. That particular weekend, when the City fixture is, Wembley's being used for an NFL game. It's not even a British game, is it? It's an imported game from America, and it's on the Sunday, and that means that the game can't be switched there. However... The game had already been identified as a Sky TV game at four o'clock. So fans who think, well, I won't make any plans, I won't try and get the bargain flights, the bargain train tickets, the bargain coach tickets or hotels, anything like that for an away game, until I know that the game is set in stone and is fixed. Once it got moved to the Sunday four o'clock, even though a venue hadn't been named, as far as normal fans are concerned, and I would have done the same, that is now fixed. However... Because Wembley isn't available because of the NFL game, it's now been moved to a Monday night. So all those people who've booked a nice weekend in London suddenly haven't got a game to go to. Everybody who's booked time off work, whatever the things that they've done to try and accommodate that fixture, suddenly are up in the air. Obviously, City have tried in their own way to help because they've put on some free coaches for fans to travel down on a Monday, which is very laudable of them. But it doesn't solve the problem of all those fans who've made the trips uh, over the weekend and spent a lot of money on it and won't get the money back. And to compound that even further, this is where United come into it, United's game against Everton was originally going to be the 3 o'clock on the Saturday. Mm. It then got moved to 12.30 for TV coverage. Yeah, yeah, so any yeah. United-Everton fans, uh, those coming from further afield, make their plans, make their, their trips on the train, whatever it might be, and then that gets shoved to 4 o'clock on Sunday to fill the gap where City Spurs would have been. So their plans are now all up in the air as well. How ridiculous <laughs> is this? That, peop- that fans, ordinary fans, who shell out loads of money to go to games are now going to be massively inconvenienced. We've got one sat in the corner over there watching us today, although he seems to be more interested in being on his phone at the moment. <laughs> but he is actually in the, in the studio here. You know, he's a self-employed man. He could have gone to the game on the Sunday. Now he can't because he's got to work on the Monday. So he's been, all right, that's an inconvenience, you might argue, rather than paying out money. But if he'd actually booked his train ticket to go down on a Sunday morning, Sunday night back and everything, he would have been out of pocket. How? I just think it's so unfair. We'd love to hear your stories. If you've been mm. affected by this, United or City fans, text us 87711. Give us a call, 0345 Just love little stories about how it's been affected. Because this show is about yourself the fans and we need to put you forward first the first comment we've got on that is by uh your man russell and he says aren't we all just used to this now has it gone so far that you think that we are no turning back games being moved for tv absolutely but once it's been fixed for a tv game it's supposed to then be set in stone now okay Things happen like a, you know, a storm. We've had games called off because of yeah, terrible yeah. weather. You can't do anything about that. But this, it, especially the United-Everton game, funnily mm-hmm. enough, even more so, is unnecessarily being moved. To me, that game should have stayed at 12.30 on Saturday for the fans' sake. Yes, Tottenham will argue that they couldn't do anything about their, their stadium not being ready and that Wembley uh, couldn't be ready. But who is it? The bottom, who is it who suffers? The ordinary... Man yeah. or woman in the street. Yeah. It is indeed. Steve, your opinion on this? Do you think he's gone too far? I just think, you... do you know what? You just, just sometimes you just got to take a big deep breath, Ian, and just, just let it go, mate. I know 
Yeah. You got you're suppressing some inner rage about something sexual or something, but what makes me laugh, Steve, most weeks when United lose, it's, we, we we put out this little video every week of Steve going on to some rant that of, of his of his inner sexual tension no, or whatever it is that it is. you have. And this week, because I'm a little bit upset and because I stick up for the fans and I have my say, you're the one who's going, calm down, lad, calm down. Yeah, but don't, don't get so upset about oh, it. I, don't do my voice ever again. That was terrible. Um, <laughs> don't, don't you think, though, it's like everything, like... Brexit, Donald Trump. There's nothing you can do. You just gotta just take it. You just gotta take you it. You can't just reel all in. Brexit's gonna money. happen. That's gonna happen. And Everton is gonna be do. played on the Sunday. Let's not get upset about everything. Let's just be happy about everything, eh, That's Steve? It. Yeah, yeah. The fishing, the fishing. You feeling that way after United lost to Tottenham at home and lost at Brighton? Yeah, oh, he's well, going for the low blow. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to open a wound up to make him react. On my, that was on put my birthday. The Tottenham game was on my birthday. I was in Croatia. Oh, birthday, so well, birthday. well, I aged a year and another year because of that <laughs> game, but I didn't watch it because I was in the Dubrovnik. She birthdays, Dave. I've got a Steve-based birthday game coming up. It's about you, and if you're older or younger than footballers, you're going to love it. He's gone red. I mean, I know he is You're going to bring in, like, loads of old kids from school that used to bully No, 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 no. It's your life. Let's about Steve's birthday. I can't get on with my life, Steve, because of how you treat me at school. You're just going to keep reeling them out. Hundreds and hundreds of people. Right, let's about... More about your birthday later on. Happy birthday, by the way. More about this. It's about the Tottenham game. Is it Tottenham's fault? Do the book have to lie at Tottenham? They've not got this completed yet. They've got themselves to a pickle. They seem to be getting away with it very easily. There's that much money in football these days. Come on, you know, the, the, we know from the statistics that clubs could virtually let fans in for free mm. and it wouldn't make a deal of difference. Why can there not be a genuine attempt from Tottenham or the Premier League who've started this whole cascade of fixture changing and inconvenience people to try to somehow genuinely compensate people? City have tried. It's nothing to do with City, by the way. They've had no part to play in this except to try to find an amicable solution. And they've put on some coaches, so hats off to them. But why, why are Tottenham, why are the Premier League, who've got barrel loads of money, not tra- genuinely trying to treat people with respect and, and sort this out? The core of this all is from the Tottenham Stadium, isn't it? This is where this yeah, all stems yeah, from. So yeah. what is going on there? Is it just this... Tottenham should have known that, that, that to try to do what they were going to do to get it ready for this season with only one season away from Wembley was probably undoable. So Wembley should have been maybe booked as a reserve and then this NFL situation wouldn't have happened. They would have known about the NFL game and the Premier League could have done a different fixture list that meant that Tottenham were away that weekend mm. when Wembley wasn't available. But Tottenham presumably thought, well, they're going to go in we can't, and we can't anticipate a problem. Blimey, you're building the, one of the biggest, best stadiums probably in world football and you don't know it might be delayed a bit. You need to obviously look ahead to that. I don't know how they got away with it so much. I can just see it not just being a problem now they've not even suggested when the new it, date is going to be set exactly. this is could it, be a problem throughout the whole season is yeah. it the, because of the fall of Carillion, which happened because of Brexit now oh, let's no, go we, back let's not let's bring it home back. Back. don't let's worry about it Steve no problem chill Donald out. Trump don't get upset about it Steve relax <laughs> relax Steve chill out there you go but I bet it is to do with that Carillion thing I bet you it is unfortunately we're in a state uh, now where we've got literally no games to look forward to we'll talk about the inside 
international period of the Wednesday Club. We've made our feelings known about that. It's all right. What are your you, feelings? Come on, Joe. You tell us like what it. yours are. What, about the US international break? No, about this. No, the, I think the, the book needs thing. to lie with Tottenham. They need to be, for the extra um, travel that the fans are incur- that have to pay about for. The hotel rooms. The hotel all, rooms yeah. and all that. There has got to be a fine somewhere down the line that yeah. if they said that they're, they're going to have this stadium built, it's going to be done. It's them that have affected every single one of these. Sky, you can sort of empathise with them. They've got, they've paid a lot of money for... for they didn't need to move the United game, though. It's already on Sky at 12.30. That should have just stayed where it was. Yeah. And then you have a four o'clock Sunday slot blank, hard lines. You have one blank. I, yeah, I know, so I what? agreed that, they I agreed should... that. But they might have a certain amount of audience that watches a Sunday game that advertisers spend so more money what? on the... So what? I'm just saying that money talks, doesn't it? So that's their reason for the book lives for me with Tottenham. They should have a fine for every time they miss a game. And I'm just worried that they've they've not even suggested when the new date is going to be set. This City could be playing... I mean, United could be playing Tottenham down the line and United fans will be affected by this it, as just as the same as City fans were. I think it's mad that the FA let them get away even with it. Top, so let, not forget, even the Tottenham fans are affected by yeah, it. Yeah. Because, because, you know, it now goes to a Monday night where they're in work. Monday's are getting so much Wembley, harder. For, if you, especially if you live on the wrong side of Wembley, it be, might be a lot harder for them to, than to get to White Hart Lane. So it's not just the City fans that are affected by it. It is anybody that has to travel. Yeah, indeed it is. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, 877 uh, give us a call, 0345 treble one seven six two five. Are you affected by it? Let us know. Come and have a chat with the Wednesday Club and we can we just sort of vent it out like Ian did and, and Steve will uh, accuse you of being something naughty. Right, let's talk about... <laughs> he usually uh, vents. It's no, it does. Vent. He's a venter. He's <laughs> a venter. Two players I want to mention uh, going into the international break. For you, City and United, they bring up a bit of, bit of talking points. Um, uh, one of them being on United is Mr Luke Shaw and the other one will be Sane. Um, let's start with Luke Shaw. Uh, he, he talked very openly in the English press conference about his leg break, about how he was, you know, I've never broken anything in, in my life. And he he took on the chin, he what, took on the leg. A bar of chocolate. What, not even a bar of chocolate? What do you mean? You know, when you break it at the beginning to get oh, into well, the piece. Ian, yeah, Ian's yeah, broken yeah. a few hearts at that <laughs> massage parlour when he says he's not paying the, the new prices. <laughs> <laughs> you always bring up the massage parlour. This is Maybe the only other time it. I've seen him that angry. <laughs> <laughs> this is who's going to go up to, P. <laughs> Let's talk, why were you there? Let's talk about... I was watching it on, I was watching it on the live stream. <laughs> Pay premium, dear. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> Luke Shaw. Uh, Luke Shaw, how, how has he impressed you this season? Oh, do you know, back it, in the squad. The irony of the, is he like a new siding, as they say? It's bizarre that he's he's one of the maybe one or two people that has actually um, improved because of uh, Mourinho's hate treatment or whatever it is he gives him. That last what, the way he was treating him last season was. To me, was abhorrent. It offended me on every level. I've never seen a man. I've never seen a United manager like openly speak in public about how much he he, he disapproves of of one of his own players. And I just think that for me was way. I've never seen it from Fergie. Never seen it any other managers. It was bizarre. But he's taken to it and he's become a great player at the start of the season. I think he looks great. He was one of the, you know, the start of the few games we've had and even when, even though we've lost, he's been one, he's been the star of, of most games really. Bizarre. Absolutely yeah. bizarre. It, 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 Mourinho was right all along and you can't, you can't question him for so that So you reason. look back at Mourinho's sort of outrage in public about Luke Shaw and you think it was his plan all along. Was it really? 
um, he was obviously trying to motivate him in some way, but the, the issue was the kid's had a leg break. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a footballer. He's had a leg break. He had to take, what, one and a half seasons off or something because of it? How frightened would you be going running into tackles as a defender where you really are putting yourself against it every single game? And wingers, you know, come come against City wingers, like Arsenal, some absolutely rapid players. And then you've got players of build like Lukaku, you know, not not for other teams. And you, you go tackling to them. It's like putting your leg in a... a a motorbike or something. It's going. You don't know how it's going to come out. So he's going. The kid's going to be frightened to death. And he just. I just feel like he needed to maybe nurture him in a different way, motivate him differently. But man, it's, it's worked. I don't want to see it every time, but it's worked. And he's he's a little star again. From uh, another little star to a uh, young star from Manchester City, um, uh, Leroy Sane. Yeah. Uh, just bringing out this uh, comment from uh, Cruz. <laughs> God, he's not playing. <laughs> Here's Tony Cruz's <laughs> comments on Leroy Sane today. He says, you get the feeling that it doesn't matter to him if we win or lose. It's about showing his qualities. Then he can be an absolute weapon for us. Uh, Cruz went on to talk about Sane and maybe his, his head isn't in it at the minute. For a City fan, um, you know, what is your take on it? What Pep is doing at the minute with Sane? Well, Pep's obviously handling it a little bit different than uh, than uh, Jose does. Yeah. He doesn't go in public. He doesn't talk about it. And in fact, when he's asked directly, because people, fans, talk all the time. You know, people said to me, you know, we hear rumours and there's conspiracy theories and he's fallen out with him and everything. But the difference with Pep is he will just straight bat it or he'll deny it, whether there has been a fallout or there hasn't he definitely will not wash his dirty linen, as it were, in public. And he's trying to, he thinks, by managing him in this, whatever he's doing behind the scenes, trying to get him to the point where he will come back either with a point to prove or the arm round the shoulder and the rest in him as works and thinking that that is a better way of managing it. Now, you, Steve, talk about how it's worked for Luke Shaw, even though you don't like the tactic, and the proof will come in the pudding, you know, when it's eaten, uh, or whatever that metaphor is, you know, because at the end, at the end, at the end of it all... When you get the handshake from Paul Hollywood, you know you've done all right. But, yeah, but look at his... How can his mental state be OK? Because he got dumped uh, for Germany. Germany had a, a, a How much did that affect him? Yeah. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, towards the end of last season, even though it's, it's perhaps not a popular thing to say, I didn't think Sane was actually playing that well oh, okay. going into that period period when the uh, Germany team was selected. Now, we don't know about attitudes, which is the thing that's been highlighted, that maybe he's been a bit grumpy or he's a disruptive influence. I don't know if that's true. I have no way of knowing whether that's true because I'm not in the dressing room and we don't get to see that in public. And obviously in that documentary that Amazon have done, they haven't done like a fly on the wall and said, oh, there's Sane sat in the corner, what a grumpy sod is, and look at this argument. You don't see any of that. if, If it did happen, it would all be edited out, but it may not have even happened. But the lad obviously wasn't quite right now it's easy in retrospect and it's easy for City's fans to say well why did he not go to the World Cup and look how badly Germany did and they'd have done a lot better with Sane but I personally felt that Sane just lost a little bit towards the end of last season it's this season I watched him playing a couple of times in in parts of games in pre-season I know it was only pre-season but he didn't look at it then either the games he's, he's appeared in this season he hasn't quite looked at it so there's obviously something wrong somewhere it could be in his personal life it could be lack of confidence it could be that the Germany things affected him I don't know but when you said because it's, I, I didn't know about the end of the last season because um, I don't watch the games like you don't watch United games and analyse like we do but um, 
That's interesting you saying that because are you saying there's like a disconnect in the way he's playing or something? He's not, he's not well, buying into this Pep philosophy. That thing. comment that Tony Cruz has made, which Joe read out before, is, was very interesting. That's the first time I've heard that comment. You do wonder whether he is, first of all, a confidence player, but the, the essence of that quote was more to do with, is he a player that doesn't quite buy into the team ethic like others do and plays for himself. So if he's having a great game and he's beating two or three men, scoring a goal, he's flying, he's confident. And when something goes wrong, he lacks confidence and, and doesn't quite engage in the same way. And I've seen moments in games where he's tried a little dribble, it's not worked. And unlike another player like Kevin De Bruyne, who would, if, that, if he tried something and it failed, would immediately just bounce up, run after the player and, and try and win it back and do it again. Sane is one of those where you sometimes see his head drop a little bit mm. and just for two or three minutes in a game, he'll sort of not quite be there before he, he, he regathers himself. So that, that may be a valid comment that Cruz has made. Didn't he get youth player of the season last he year? Did. He, he did, really well last yeah. year. Was and, that? You know, he has got a And there was a long phase in the season, in the middle chunk of that season. Right at the beginning, he was a bit slow to start. And as at the end, this is only my opinion, but at the end, I thought he dropped off a little bit. Okay. But there was a middle chunk, and it was a big middle chunk, when he was electric. He was fantastic. He was unplayable at times. So he can do it. We know he can do it. But it, it seems like he's a bit of a confidence player. We're going to take a quick break. Good first section, boys. That flew by. Uh, we're going to take a quick <laughs> Do we review after 10 out of 10. Uh, well done. <laughs> Maybe lose the uh, the parlour gag for next time round. Uh, we're doing uh, a little break and then we're back with Steve's birthday quiz. You excited, Steve? Yeah, very excited. Steve's birthday quiz. Is this questions Can't, about Steve? No, no, no. He would be able to get him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not with his book of thoughts. Uh, Steve's birthday quiz. And also, we're going to be talking about uh, David Beckham's brand new team. We're going to be making our own on the Wednesday Club. Don't go anywhere. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social. The Wednesday Club. This is the Wednesday Club. My name is Joe. I'm with Ian and Steve Shanyaski. Oh, Steve, it was your birthday yesterday. No, it was. No, uh, it was. It was during the Tottenham uh, United He's game. He's older than you thought. No, days <laughs> <laughs> ago. Uh, we want to do a little, uh, little competition. Now we're not competition. You can't win anything. A little quiz. Are you ready for it? Me. Uh, I'm Ian, always... do you want to get involved as well? You two can be. Uh, you yeah. know, for the first time in a while, you two can be partners in crime. <laughs> simple this one I'm going to give you a footballing personality because I've chucked a couple of managers in there are you going to have to tell me Steve are you older or younger than this person okay can you reveal if you don't mind I know not at all I know can it's I rude to ask whether he looks older or younger do you know what I Steve? think you look younger than 40 I've been uh, led a, a mollycoddled life <laughs> I think he looks yes. older than 40. Did you don't well, see it? Well, I'm 42, oh, mate. You're well, 42. You 42, I am. Okay, now we're going to go... Uh, you, should we have the music? Yeah, it's your birthday. You, you deserve a treat. Okay, it's very simple. I'm going to give you a name. You tell me, are you older or younger than this person? Okay, okay. Mr. Frank Lampard. Oh! I would say I am... I think I'm slightly younger by about two or three years. You think you're younger I think than Lampard? Older. I think he's older. Do Lampard you? is 40. Older. No way. No way. What about Mr. Great star. Could be United's new manager, Zidane. 
Oh, I'm, yo I'm younger than younger. it. Younger. Zinedine Zidane. That's correct. Yeah. Richard Dunn. <laughs> okay, Richard Dunn. <laughs> um, I think I am. I think younger. I'm having younger. Yeah, I think I think he's right. Younger. <laughs> you are wrong. What? Richard Dunn's only 38. <laughs> wow. He looks older. Eddie Howe. Hope he's not listening. Richard, you look okay. To Eddie me. Howe, <laughs> Mr. Eddie Howe, the Bournemouth manager. Older or younger than Eddie Howe? Oh, oh, do you know I'm getting this? I, I think I'm older than Eddie Howe. Mm, I think yes, you are correct. Yes. He's only 40 years old. Ryan Giggs. Oh, oh, you've got to know this one. No, because I, I always compare myself to Beckham because he's a year <laughs> older than me. I've always thought you looked like Beckham. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've almost got the same amount of money in our banks, clearly. Um... <laughs> No, I, I think Giggs is ever so slightly younger than me. No, no, no he's 44. And oh, finally, oh, oh. I'll throw them in the mix. Ian Dowie. Actually, you get two more. <laughs> Gary Neville. Oh, uh, again, I'm going to go for uh, I'm younger than him. Younger than I'm him? Younger than him. Correct. Get in. And then your final one, David Beckham. Oh, I'm, I'm younger than Beckham. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> you are Not younger now. than Beckham. Finally. Final answer. You're correct. I think it's about half a year or something. Happy birthday, Steve. Thank you. Do you want to say any words? Um, Speech. It was, uh, yeah, we, we were in Dubrovnik. It, it's enough now. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it. See how our back catalogues, we don't have the happy birthday song. That's all we've got that relates to being, uh, you know, your birthday song. You know, they released the copyright for that uh, last year. So yes, now it, it was. Because it, because it went over the 75 years. Whoever wrote it is... Uh, so now everyone can use the actual happy birthday tune that we all knew. So maybe update that. Oh, well, yeah, for <laughs> so, next so year. I'm saying, if we're all point, still Just update here. it, mate. Um, let's can we talk. play the Marilyn Monroe version then? <laughs> what are you talking about now? <laughs> she sang happy Mr. birthday. What's the yeah. what, how does she sing it? Yeah, like Steve just did. I'm yeah, not that. seeing it. <laughs> Let's move on to Mr. David Beckham himself. The link yes. there was supposed we to be there, to. but then we started talking about um, happy birthday songs. He's created a brand new team. Um, he, in a tweet, he suggested that they, well, suggested in a tweet he said this was four years in the making, um, which uh, I hope the name didn't take that long to come up with. They are called they Did We Beckham Inter Miami. <laughs> Into Miami. Into Miami. Initial thoughts for you, Ian Cheeseman, and in, Into what a Miami. Ridiculous name. Not, not, a, not a fan. No. <laughs> Why? Why you know? Well, all the other American teams are city name and something after it. It has to be different. So just call it, I don't know, Miami Fusion. See? That's a good name. Miami, Miami Fusion. I'd go for meat products one. like giblets. Miami Giblets. <laughs> Miami Giblets. It's got a ring to it. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to say to Miami right. Sound Machine. <laughs> or ailments. Here's our task. <laughs> Miami Claw Hoop. <laughs> what are you talking about? Miami Claw Hoop. I'm going to set you a task. I don't need the answers now because I did send you an email, but I don't think any of you's read it. Yeah, read it. Got it all yeah. ready. Have, have you actually got, have you got, to got go, your yeah. book yeah. force ready? Have, have you, you got an answer ready? for you now? Okay, so I'll do it now. We're looking for the uh, Wednesday Club team. We need a name. We need a manager. Right, and we I'm need to know go where we're going to play. The name being? Okay. 
Manchester City. No, you can't. I knew, I knew, I knew he was going to do this. And the home venue being the Etihad Stadium. You're not going to take it. I knew he was going to do it. If you're not going to do it properly, Ian, you know what? You can sit out for this bit if you want. Have you got us a real name? Steve, Steve, lead the way. You've been the shining pupil of the Wednesday club. Yeah, so I thought, at first, like every fantasy football, you always think of football puns and all that. But then I thought, this is a new team. You want to strike fear into the hearts of the teams that you come against up against so I thought the team should be called we're going to come for your family if you beat us <laughs> which I think it achieves all that in one sentence okay. doesn't it it does to be fair I mean great name um, where do we play uh, near the Stockport Pyramid where it stinks you know that bit on the M60 because you bit. would not be used to that, that smell very well and you would be gagging man all the way through it they'd be like oh, what's, get the, what's the name of the club again because I'm just you know that the name of the club is we're going re- to come for your family if you beat us yeah, here you... are the results this afternoon <laughs> well, we're going to come and get you well, if you beat us too Aston Villa nil yeah. you can just hear us saying <laughs> <laughs> Aston, no, we're going to come and get you for against we watch you in your sleep <laughs> Nil. Okay, now who is the manager of We're Gonna Come and Beat You? If, oh, I don't even know the name. Who is the manager? Um, what, I was thinking someone like Kanye West. <laughs> just to, just for the mental torment of him sat there going, I don't know why I'm here, man. And he's just sort of sat there looking around going, I don't understand what's going on. Just just for that moment. Oh, Winston Wolf. He'd be the other one, <laughs> wouldn't he? Winston Wolf. <laughs> Winston Wolf and Kanye West. So. I think because Ian's joint I think, managers. I think your name is taken, Ian. Manager City. We're going to have to stick with Steve's go. This is what happens when you don't do your homework. We have to We're stick with We're going to come Steve's for your choices. family if you beat us. It's <laughs> the Wednesday. Have Winston <laughs> Wolf then as the manager. Well, okay, yeah, Winston Wolf. What about Ray Winston? But you got to make him do in in a, in a, a American accent or a French accent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe. I'll, maybe I push James that one a little Earl bit too far. The voice for me. I can't do it. James Earl Jones, Darth Vader's voice. Mufasa as well. Is that oh, the Mufasa yeah. as well? Okay. Well, we've learned a lot today, I think. But there's our team, Wednesday Club team. I enjoyed that. What's the home ground um, called? I don't know what's the home ground called. Oh, it's just the stop pot pinning bit where it smells. Yeah. Right. It's the park, <laughs> man. It's the no, park, no. no, you can't well, say that, Ian. Yeah. isn't it? No, it's not right. Well, it's not real. Right. Stockport County, by the way. The smell is complaints. real. Yeah, the smell we, is real. The smell is real. We're going to be speaking to uh, our team of the week uh, very shortly. Um, all of them. All, every single one of them, Ian. Got them on the line, and we're going to go through them one by one. I'm trying to figure it. It's Ducky Athletic. And I oh, can't Ducky wait Phil. to I speak know it well. Do you know it well? Yeah, we used to play on Oh, no, we used to live in I Lane. We used to play them. Like, I Lane Juniors used to play them. Yeah, they were always a good team. Were they? Yeah, a nightmare team. I, I was take... a member of Duckingfield Operatic and Dramatic Society for a while. Quite right, old chap. <laughs> you never, you always should live that dream. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we go to a break and we get the team of the week on, I want to take you back to you, 15 years old, Steve and Ian. Now, okay. I'm going to ask you a question soon. I'm going to ask you about your sport and achievements when you were that age. Ooh, right. Did you do anything when you were that Badminton. age? Because Mr. Luke Matheson has made his debut for Rochdale at the age of 15 years old. Wow. Uh, this well was um, after his first day at school. Um, he uh, came on as a substitute uh, in their 2-1 win against rivals Berry. Uh, that was a couple of days ago, and I felt very, very old at that point, and I thought to myself, well, do you know what? What an achievement that is for a 15-year-old lad to come on and, and play his first game for Rochdale. Um, fair play to him. It's a little round of applause for that. But then I was thinking yeah. about my, my achievements as a 15-year-old kid. 
Um, I remember running the 800 meters. <laughs> what are you laughing I can't at? Imagine you running 800 meters. I, I do am, you know what? Do you know what? I, I didn't am say so this one. I'm going to beat all you with this. Right, this so here's my one. Here's my one. Right, we used to do the 800 meters every year. I'm a big bone lad. It took you a year. Do you know what? It nearly did in year seven. I said to myself, by year 11, I'll complete that 800 meters without walking. Right? Because I used to I used to get going dead rapid. I used to get going thinking I've got this. I've only done half a lap and I'm starting to walk so my greatest achievement was in year 11 i actually did it it was a gentle jog but i actually did 800 meters not a single walk two laps around the track isn't it yeah well not what is the track 200 meter track it's a 400 meter track i did two two laps and still doesn't mean it now down how many i did my 800 meters without walking thank you very much uh, Ian Cheese. I'm not going to applaud you for that. Why? What's wrong with that? I was big boned. I was. I was. Uh, oh, I learned how to do a forward roll as well when I was 13. Player with with the, with the PE teacher's help. It, oh. How old were you? With, the, with the help. You mean they sort weird. of pushed you around, rolled you about? <laughs> yeah. I've got a video like, like, like gathering, about that like gathering a large snowball. <laughs> oh, let's move on. Ian Cheese. <laughs> Badminton was my sport. Okay, it's a great the sport. School cup. <laughs> great sport. Yeah, it's a great sport. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's my achievement at that age. I uh, listen. This is going to blow your mind. I'm afraid. <laughs> this is this is 100 genuine. But we, um, by that age, I uh, I took part in the England fly fishing qualifier. And <laughs> listen, no, sh- calm down. The um, the top ten go straight into the team, and the eleventh is the reserve. Okay. And I came 11th. So oh, I was no. the England Youth Fly Fishing res- First Reserve. And they, when they call you, if someone if someone has to um, pull out, they call you and you get straight in the team. They never rang me. So <laughs> oh. But I can say I was first reserve. I was the substitute for the Do England Youth Fly Fishing Do you still do fishing, fishing now? Team. Yeah, of course, yeah. Are you good at fishing? Yeah, really good. My dad taught me. But uh, yeah, I'm really good, yeah. Yeah. Well, not too good because you didn't get into the top ten, did you? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it, was t- it was a tough. It was a tough year. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Gibbons was, and he was in there. <laughs> Classic Johnny and, Gibbons. Uh, did any of you who beat you? Uh, uh, anyone go to do it professionally? What fishing? Yeah. You do yeah. fishing professionally? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Robson Green does it, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. All them lot. I don't really know. Uh, right, thank you very much. Oh, Share not. your fifteen-year-old uh, stories uh, about sport. Obviously, um, keep it clean. Uh, we want to know. Uh, and if you <laughs> learn how to do a forward roll by a PE teacher when you're thirteen, get in touch. Just start a new club. Uh, this is the Wednesday club. The uh, forward gonna, roll club. The forward <laughs> roll club. <laughs> the assisted forward roll. <laughs> it's more like a sausage roll. Uh, we're going to be back uh, with a brand new, a new game as well, which is one-off special uh, because I thought of it today, and it has to do with the fact that. Liverpool have now signed a throwing coach. Have you heard of this story? <laughs> there is someone that will be in the Liverpool Benjamin dressing Mendy room. needs to be here. Did you see that throwing he did? You wouldn't have done the same, but he did a throwing. Was it at Wolves or was it the game before? Uh, or, or the Newcastle game? There might be a Wolves, I think. And he had one foot about two yards over the line as he did it. And he thought mm. he was going to get away with that. Throwing is a dying art, I think. I don't think people can appreciate a good throw anymore. Liverpool have hired a throwing coach. We're going to be looking at other jobs across the UK to see if they are real or not. In the game I've come up with, I need a name for it. And after this, a team of the week. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. 
Final section of the show. This is the Wednesday Club. Thank you very much for listening. I am here. My name is Joe. Uh, with Ian Cheeseman and Steve Shonyaski. Uh, Forever Blue was on last night. Everything Manchester City. Go listen to the podcast. And full-time devils. They'll be in tomorrow for the Manchester United show. Taking over one of the biggest Manchester United phone-ins in the country. Lots of crazy people having lots of great show say. last week. I was listening good. to that. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, we had Jamie Jackson in the uh, the report from the Guardian who wound up Jose Mourinho and his thoughts on Mourinho at United were just wonderful uh, and you know so intriguing. And he was a man I could have talked to for a long, long time. Get on uh, YouTube and search it uh, and have a watch what he had to say. What we do in the Wednesday Club is we like to pick a team of the week. It's a very simple idea, but we just pick a team that isn't sort of in the league or earning the millions of pounds from like you know the cities and United. Yeah, and just a team that is in our uh, local community doing good things. Uh, we have been picked up on something though. We, uh, let's bring Chris into the conversation. Chris is the chairman for Duckingfield Athletic. Chris, how are you doing, mate? Not too bad, guys. How are you? I'm very, very well. Now, Steve suggested that he could have played against you uh, in the past. Steve is 42 years old. But you were only... I mean, tell us the history uh, regarding Duckerfield Athletic. Uh, the history of the club, really. We're not, um, we've not really been going that long. <laughs> All right. You're telling me that All Steve right. played a couple of years ago. <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, at this point, before you reveal more of the story, uh, a gentleman called Michael Whitworth, who, by the way... He's celebrating his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. So happy birthday to oh, Michael. He snuck that in there. <laughs> um, he knows someone on the show, does he? To, to, so. to be fair, he didn't say that in the message he just sent me. I just looked on his Facebook, and I'm sorry, but he wishing him happy birthday, so I'll work that out for myself. Anyway, he says, your guy, meaning Steve, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who said that he played for High Lane Juniors, would never have played against Duckingfield Athletic, as we're not a junior team. So he says, uh, looking forward to hearing the chairman on the radio. So over to you, chairman. Take, take the wheel. <laughs> uh, basically, we're just um, a club. We've been going uh, since April 2017. This is our start of our second season now. Um, we basically just formed from another club that was struggling. Um, a lot of the players weren't there for happy for personal reasons, footballing reasons. So uh, me and probably nine or ten other volunteers um, who put money in, time in every week. Um, sponsors, you know, friends of friends, people in the community sort of got together and decided to just start this club uh, for the players, really. Um, it's run by the players. Uh, what they say goes. And uh, we're basically just trying to improve every year, whether it be improve the footballing standards, the finances, you know, how big the club is. Um, mm -hmm. The idea was... To Do we have somewhere we can buy a, a burger and hot dog? I like them. That's uh, what I was yet. keeping an eye out for. Not yet. That's oh. the plan, I think. I'm going to try and pull that to a vote at the end of this year. We should, we should, we should bring down a, a burger van, hot dog, Wednesday Club burger van, uh, hot dog store, shouldn't we, Steve? Yeah, where do you uh, yeah. where, where do you play them? What's the ground? Uh, we actually play at Astley Sports Village in Duckingfield. Okay. Uh, you know got when some you new facilities there. So. You know when you said that the players are in control, right? Mm -hmm. You know. What does the manager think about degree. that then? I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> what does the manager <laughs> they just do? pick themselves. Gaffer, I'm up front today. Yeah, that's what I do every time. Yeah, we have we have like 15 player managers every Saturday. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> they just in control really of what sort of where the finances go. You know what we spend it on, whether we invest in training equipment or you know we sort of use it for the end of the season party. Oh yeah, we can use it for the end of the season party. And when is that party? Because me and Ian and Steve need to take the night off. 
well, it's to be confirmed, yeah, but you're more than welcome to come to the Christmas Buzzy, party. we've been invited to the Christmas party. <laughs> I, I, I can't totally wait. invited yourself, mate. <laughs> no, we were not invited at Chris all. Chris wants me there. Chris wants me there. <laughs> it's conditional that there's a burger van for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve said it'll do 10 minutes, didn't you, Steve? <laughs> we'll arrange something. We'll put subs up. We'll put the subs up for the lads. To Perfect. How, how's, the, how's the team getting on this season? Not too bad. So the first team, we won the first game, five uh, two, quite comfortable. Uh, the manager wasn't happy; didn't get a clean sheet, like. And uh, unfortunately, the reserves lost their first game, and uh, a lot of their players have had a social media blackout this week. Nobody's talking to anybody, so we'll see if they put it in at training tonight to try and get a. Uh, oh, training, oh, training tonight, well. training tonight. I like B-team it. Team politics, yeah. Go Chris, on, thank you very much. Uh, you can go and uh, find Ducking Field Athletic on Twitter. Uh, they are. Let me get you the Twitter handle for you, Ducky Athletic AFC. Go give them a follow if you want to get in touch with them as well. Uh, you can do that. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Christmas party there for us as well. We've been invited to a lot of stuff, really. Yeah. We've got we got a dinner coming up with Jimmy Bullard, Oldham, Oldham, yeah. the Oldham team. Uh, so, yeah, more and more uh, suggestions, please, for your team of the week. Someone, a local club, maybe it's who, who, uh, Alex Boardman's son, who he plays for. He's going to be team of the week next week, who is obviously part of Wednesday Club. Any team you want to put forward, um, let's just get them on, having a little Absolutely, chat, a little yeah. plug, make the most of our, our powers. They only last, they only last Listen, an hour. I, I was 11 years old and I definitely played against the team from Duckenfield. I don't understand what the issue is. There was so definitely a team. Fishing? No, I was uh, yeah. I was mid uh, right wing. I was a nightmare. Mid-right you were mid right wing. No, mid, I was midfielder, right wing. <laughs> no, no, I was right wing, and then became central midfield. I, I always consider myself a bit of a put a lot of effort in me. Put a lot of effort in. <laughs> now let's talk finally because we it is finally uh, we only got about five minutes left about uh, Liverpool. They have hired a or they've hired a coach, a new coaching. I've told you about. During the break, but to anyone who doesn't know, sit back. Uh, they've hired a throwing coach in, so this is obviously someone who's going to teach the players how to do throwings better, or maybe how to get them into more attacking places. You remember the season where Delap for for Stoke had that enormous throw? Yeah, he could get it into yeah. wherever he Dave wanted to. Challenger at Stockport County. See, I'm trying to get back in the good yeah. You're trying Stockport. to Stockport. So <laughs> the, the, the crowd smells. Um, <laughs> the, 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 you know, so Liverpool have hired a coach now, so keep an eye out on the throws. Um, is it an art form that is is sort of being lost? The good throwing. I remember Ian Hutchinson. Remember, you're not old enough to remember Ian Hutchinson, but there was a player at Chelsea who did who, who did one of these long throws. And I've seen you see them on YouTube, don't you? Where they do it like a handstand as they flip flop. A lad tried to do it during the World Cup, and it went so abysmally badly. Did you oh, remember that? Do you anyway, know, for a, yeah, a, a runner thing, and it was YouTube-y. unbelievable. What they've got to do is they've got to, they've got to teach somebody like Benjamin Mendy, as mentioned it before, to actually take a throwing mark, put his foot over the line. That is the basic, <laughs> fundamental stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But, come on, somebody just to teach throwings. Well, it's a weird job, and this is where my game links into Gunners. Sane, second game of the season last year, he did two foul throws in a row, and I was, I was gloriously happy about it. And then you just absolutely massacred us for the rest of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, I just and everyone forgot about it, but he definitely did two foul throws. (laughs) So that is a weird job. Now this is a very, uh, I don't know how to say. The link isn't as strong as you'd like it to be on my. Uh, oh, so Ian's got a text. Is another, it rude? Another message from uh, from Michael Whit- Whitworth. Yeah. Isn't oh, no swearing, Michael. is it? King yeah. of, You'd the think king on of his duck. birthday he'd have better things to do, wouldn't you? <laughs> but he said, 
We're trying to build up interaction on this show. Shoot him down. He would have played against Duck in Field Tigers. Oh, Bell. Well, yeah, it does actually. There you go. Right, let me tell you about my my tedious link. There is. Uh, obviously, that's a weird job. I googled weird jobs. I tried to find weird jobs in football. Couldn't find it an article on it. But the Business Insider has done an article about the 18 most craziest jobs in the UK. So yeah. we're going to do a little competition, see what pays more. Sorry, I've not got it set up. Right. <laughs> These jobs are real. You can go on the Business Insider to see. Now, I'm going to give you two jobs. You're going to tell me what pays more. Job one or job two? Are you ready? Ready, ready mate. So, the first job is a golf ball diver. This is what happens when you lose your balls in the water. This man will go in, or woman will go in, and fish out your balls. Yeah. Does he earn more or less money? Less. Than a London dungeon <laughs> actor. Oh, so the London oh dungeon, that's a good one. Got, the London dungeon, right. the actor's in there. Do they earn more or less than the golf Be- ball diver? I'm I think because for- of equity, I think the golf ball diver would earn less. Okay, I'm going to go job. for the golf ball uh, diver would earn more yeah, because yeah. of all the number of balls that he would get and the value oh, no, of those no. balls. Steve, you are... Oh, uh, Correct, ah, which means so apparently uh, you're on 25 grand a year if you're a golf ball diver and 30k for an actor. That's all right. Wow. Right, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> the window cleaner for the gherkin in London. Oh, or, that would wow. No, I wouldn't fancy that. Of... The sewer flusher. Oh, which sewer would you least want flusher. To do? Yeah, that's true. What would you least want to do? Which would then make work. I would least want more. to. I would least want to do the gherkin one. I'll go really? for the, the sewage. I would then. least want to do that. Yeah, the sewage. I think, I think the sewage, sewage. Higher yeah. paid. Are we I saying higher paid? You, the, so who said the gherkin one was the most expensive? Steve. No, no, I'm saying sewage higher paid. All right, are you saying? Oh. So you're both saying the same oh, thing? Oh, yeah, it's a sewage, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, unfortunately, you're both wrong. <laughs> the gherkin window cleaner earns about five grand more than the, the man who cleans the sewage. And the final one, the Raven Master. So this is the Tower of London has six resident ravens. Your job is to take care of them. Or a professional tea taster. That's right, you just taste tea. That guy who cleans the sewers, I bet he well. If you've ever split up with him, you would never split up with him if you're a girlfriend because he would well take your toothbrush down there. <laughs> That's true. So, what were those last who, two? Who, anyway. Who's the higher paid job? Is it the, the people who look after the ravens or is it oh. the professional tea taster? It's got to be the tea taster, hasn't it? I'm, I'm saying ravens because if the ravens die, then the monarchy ends. That's very one dark of the most... show. But that's it? true, that's true. Something Ravens. along those lines. If the Ravens leave the Tower of London, then the monarchy has to end or something along those lines. You're joking. I reckon... Right, so you're saying if a raven dies, the Queen... What if all the there? Ravens leave the Tower of London, then the monarchy has to end. It's something along those lines. Is he easy making that up? Is it? You've got to be making You've it up. You've got to be making that up. I was wrong about Duck and Field, but this is definitely right. <laughs> well, so what you say is, so you're saying that they earn more than Ravens. They're going to earn more because they yep. do not want the... You're wrong. Right uh, well, that means obviously Ian <laughs> knows the answer now. <laughs> I was right. Professional tea tasters earn more. Oh, OK. Gents, that's it. We're done. We've only got about 50 seconds left. Well, I normally ask you about predicting uh, the games, but we've got international break now. So who are we playing tomorrow? Are we playing tomorrow? 
Uh, England are in this brand new Spain, competition. The UEFA yeah. oh, God. League I mean, of Nations. If you don't know about it, it's just the way of UEFA trying to make things a bit more exciting. Rubbish. Um, I don't I don't know what the what's really going to happen. Nobody seems to understand it, do they? No one really can get their head around it. Tomorrow, let me see, our game's coming up. Duck and oh, Field Tigers. On the 11th, we have got... That's who we're playing. Switzerland. Ooh. So, you know, all the best. Yeah. And then a couple of days after that, the USA. I thought, right. I thought they were playing Spain. I'm sure, well, on Google here, it says Switzerland. Oh, well, well, well you know. know, you win some, you lose some. Anyway, I've got 10 seconds left to say goodbye to Ian Cheeseman. Thank you, Ian. Uh, Steve, I ask you happy birthday. Thank you very much. Love you lots. Uh, thank you very much. Download the podcast if you missed it. We'll be back next Wednesday, won't we? Indeed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every Every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.